All right, folks, welcome to episode two of the Formula Hooligan podcast. I am Alex Gomes, and you are? Charlie Hosey. All right, we've made it to episode two. <laughs> yeah, I think we're two weeks late again, so that puts us... Uh... Well, almost. Almost yeah. two weeks. That's right. It was a little bit of your fault last weekend, a little bit of mine. Yeah, all right. Maybe. I'll, I'll split the blame, sure. <laughs> but the thing is, we are recording it before... The second F1 race, yeah. and I'm going to be damn sure it comes out before the second F1 race happens, even though... So you're going to be pretty busy tomorrow? Is I'm going to be very busy, okay. probably tonight, honestly, um, to get it out tomorrow, because tomorrow is Saturday. Hopefully, we have a better release schedule going forward. That'll, yeah, that'll we'll, be the plan. We'll, we'll try. We'll try. It's it's still a work in progress, as you can see, and we're constantly making changes. So thanks for the recommendations. Keep them coming. Um, <laughs> Charles was proud enough to put our stats... <laughs> For the first episode, what I can't even see what you wrote there. I have no idea. I think. Um, <laughs> Hang on. I think we have 48, 48 friends. Is that what that is, or is that a forty-eight subscriptions, yeah. four likes, and fifty-two views? Oh, that's all just YouTube analytics. I have not even checked the Spotify yeah. or Apple analytics. Who knows? I'm be... addicted to technology. I can't help it. <laughs> I might have to like you know occasionally go through the show and just uh, see how many likes we get during this. Yeah. Too bad it's not live. I'm <laughs> but make sure you know you're downloading this on uh, LimeWire, Shazam, yeah. uh, Snapface. What else are we on? Make it one of your uh, MySpace top five or whatever. Yes. Was. yes. No, that was Friends, wasn't it? You get a top five Friends or something like that? I think so. And I actually can't log into my MySpace. I tried a couple of years ago. Couldn't remember my password. And I don't, I'm pretty sure it's still available and meaning it's still up. Yeah. There's a server somewhere hosting MySpace. Uh, there's garage bands out there that are still hoping for their big break. <laughs> I'm afraid they missed it because music today, I don't know. I We're going off topic already, but I don't know anyone would pay for it. I mean, you pay for Spotify, 10 bucks a Some month. Some people. That's kind of the way it is. I'll, I'll buy hard copies. We're not talking about racing. No, no, okay, no. Anyway, but, we so, have, uh, we're obviously going to talk about the first F1 race in Bahrain, but before we get to that, there's actually a few topics we wanted to get to. Including the season, the third season of Drive to Survive, which we've both watched by now. Absolutely. Charlie Boy, what was your... It's the uh, only uh, subscription I'm currently paying for, and yeah. it's only for Drive to Survive. I am canceled it, and I will uh, pay for it again in another year. So, uh, yeah, so far, I I have mixed feelings on it. I think it's, it's, it's getting better each season. I thought uh, uh, with Roman Grosjean that that episode towards the end was really good. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I still, it looks like they're in a confessional when the uh, anybody from team <laughs> management or any of the racers are sitting there and spilling out their guts, you know, as to what the uh, inside scoop is. I, I don't know what's going on there. It's weird. You can see it's like a screen. It's like VR. They're like, what, what are they yeah, doing? Yeah, it is. It is oh, confessional. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't, Will Buxton's sitting there next to him, like listening to everyone's confession, you know? Uh, I don't know. But, um. Yeah, no, I mean it. It is what it is. It's yeah. It's a nice recap. Gets you it's, pumped for the season. I think it's well, perfect they, the way it ends. It ended right before uh, Bahrain. Well, yeah, they, so. they do that on purpose, obviously. Of course, it's to get you know. I mean, anybody who's a real anybody who's a real super fan is gonna watch it no matter what. But it gets the somewhat casual fans to be like, oh yeah, the Netflix series came out. When's the next race? Next weekend? Holy hell! And then they go and watch it. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, I thought the series was good, and yeah, they they get better to some degree every season. Um. They, they, my problem with the season, one episode in particular was the McLaren episode. 
where they made Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz look like enemies. Yeah. When it's pulling so, his chair out and everything. But that's like a joke. But they, they made it out like, oh, my God, he hates him. So that's why he, you know, did that to him. But right. it wasn't even that. It was like they made him out to be like intense rivals to the point where they were showing the um, at the Red Bull ring, the two of them racing against each other because they were actually racing against each other in that race. Yeah. And they almost collided. Like they're going around that uh, kind of downhill left hander. And sure. I think Lando or Carlos kind of turned into the other guy. And they played a radio message that said something like, he, he just turned into me. And you know where that radio message is from? It's, oh, you mean they spliced it from something yes, else? Yes, they spliced oh, it from something else. Probably from uh, Vettel and Charles Leclerc, maybe. <laughs> well, what it was from, it was Lando's you know, message. But it was when course, I yeah. think Charles Leclerc just kind of shot up the inside and turned two, I think, or turned three. They, they named the turns kind of funny. But it, regardless, it was from a different point in the race whatsoever. And it wasn't from when the two of them got kind of close in a corner. So, like, I hate that shit. And they did it. I remember they specifically did it in season one with Max Verstappen. They made Max Verstappen look like an asshole compared to Danny Rick. Well, he is because an asshole. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, not really that much. Hang on, I got to just make a subtle adjustment here. Okay. Um, yeah, they made Max look like a jerk compared to... Um, Danny Rick. And remember, the first season was 2018 when Danny Rick was on, you know, the out. Yeah. So I think that's He's why always they... on the out every season. He's a yeah, one-season guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very true. He seems to be a uh, quite the floater. I think he only stayed... I mean, he's at McLaren now. only stayed at Renault for two years. Yeah. He jumps yeah. around quite a bit. Yes, he does. Um, so don't buy any uh, Daniel Ricciardo merch. So yeah, they, they do that in the Netflix Drive to Survive series, and I kind of get why. It's because you're trying to get the newbies to just pay attention. I got to admit, and, I don't probably notice half the stuff they're <laughs> doing, you know? Um, what, like someone said they were dubbing in, I don't know, 2010 F1 engine sounds or something into the new season. It was Who was it? Where did I read that? I, no, they didn't do it. They did it in the first season. That's, oh, it was the first season? Okay. The first season, you would hear V8 sounds, and it sucked. It's That's like, probably why I liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would hear like the, you know, yo, 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 that the regular F1 engines have now. That's, that's just And then every crazy. once in a while you hear, yo, and it's like, no, they it don't make that sound up. anymore. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but everybody likes that sound more. Of you course. Know, when they go and do like, um, they'll go and do like demonstration shows like in the streets of a city, they still use the V8 cars and they don't really bother with the V6 ones because the V8s sound better. That's that's because crazy. people like the V8 sound. Yeah, you know that is true. Speaking of sounds, are you aware that the uh, you know original Star Wars, all those sound effects were taken from Formula One, all like the spaceships when the... they fly by and the Tie Fighters and all that. That was all Formula One sounds. They kind of like garbled it up a bit, but well, yeah, obviously to make it sound right. like, a little like different. Spaceships. But they took all Formula One sounds and they just kind of like slowed them down, well, sped them up. In uh, kind of cool Star Wars Episode One, the new trilogy, uh, the new, yeah. newer, the two thousand and one trilogy. Now, yeah. They um the pod racing stuff. If you listen to Anakin Skywalker's pod racer, it's a V ten F one car. No, oh, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. It's the exact. Sounds it's so that they cool use. though. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, you know the Netflix series. It is what it is. No. It's fine. It's fun. It's like what I loved most about the series, the entire series, was the Roman Grosjean episode, but not Roman Grosjean's little episode there, which was really intense. And it was really cool to see a lot of that footage in slow motion. I don't think we got to see a lot of the slow-mo footage when it happened live and they were doing the replays that day. 
So that was really cool. But my favorite part about that episode was everything about Sergio Perez's win. It was incredibly well done. Very, very well done. And it just, it drove the emotion home of like how emotional that win was for that guy. He's out of a seat for the year. He doesn't know where he's going next year. He gets wrecked into in lap. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. I'm thinking of two different races. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was... I was about to say, um, that's okay though. That's right. <laughs> I'm messing. All right. So yeah, Roman, Roman Grosjean's crash happened at a different race. Yeah. Happened did. at a totally different race, I believe, because the race that Sergio won was the race that, um, yeah, he got wrecked in lap one in turn one, two, three, four. He got wrecked in turn four. That's when they did the little short circuit, the little kind of oval circuit. Yeah. Yeah, because Roman, Roman's crash was in the first Bahrain race that year where they did the full circuit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Now you've I'm, got me utterly confused. I'll, I'll, one more time, I'll summarize it. Roman Grosjean's crash, that happened at the first Bahrain race because they did two of them. It was a doubleheader. So they did one race. Right. Well, because Russell was uh, racing for uh, Mercedes on one of them, wasn't he? The second race. Okay. Yeah. The A lot of the drama happened at the second race besides... Roman's crash. Roman's crash happened in the first race. The only reason I got him confused is because that episode concentrated on both races. Right. So, so who won the race when Grosjean crashed out? Was uh, Lewis, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think Roman crashed, and that was the only really uh, dramatic thing that happened. And then, well, you know what? You know what's funny? I think one of the issues with Drive to Survive is the order. They. They don't Did go they? by they don't go no. by chronological order. And I order. think people like that. I don't. It's it messes me up. I think the first season I thought they went more maybe they didn't. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, the first but I wish it kind of stayed in chronological order because the jumping all around, it's a little it throws things out of order. You know what I mean? Like when a contract is up or when somebody's trying to move on from another team, it's it needs yeah. to stay in order. Um I do like that they spend time on each episode covering usually a team or a person. Yeah. But I still think the chronological order matters, you know? Sure, and they do it somewhat. It's not like the first episode concentrates on the end of the season. And it it seems like as they go on, the later episodes concentrate on the later ends. Or yeah. if they have to touch on one of the beginning races, they that's all they do. They just touch on it. And then they'll go to right. the end of the season because, you know, we're in episode 8, 9, 10 at this point. Yeah, and sure. you have to start talking well, about it. It didn't help that there was duplicate races at tracks, too. Yeah, that, well, that obviously, because it's screwing me up. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. And then, um, yeah. So, but I, to come to come full circle back to my point about the Sergio win episode, which was also the Roman crash episode, was if if you remember, Sergio in the race that Roman did crash, the first Bahrain race, his motor went. So it was already like you know I'm out of a job next year. My motor goes. It's like oh everything looks like shit to me. And then we go back next week. He wrecks in turn four. Has to come to the pit lane, get tires, and he's in last place. Yeah, makes it all the way back and wins the friggin' race. And it was incredible to watch live when it did happen. But it was also very well captured when the Netflix series filmed it. It was it was great. Yeah, great no, it is. Stuff. I I've got more commentary on. Uh... Perez, I think later. Um, All right. All right. But anyway, I, th- I think let's move, let's move on from the Netflix show. It's it's kind of uh it's it's just a 
kind of a nothing for me. I just kind of watch it. It's you can go on YouTube you know and watch recaps. It's just uh, I don't know. Will Buxton though, I, I meant to ask you at the very start of uh, this segment here. I, I feel foolish. I have no idea where he's from. I can't stand the guy. You don't? No, I can tell you. I don't. His voice doesn't sound familiar. Nothing really. What? Are you serious? Yeah. He maybe no. Maybe the voice is familiar, but the appearance isn't. Something. What do you mean, dude? He's from TV. I want to kill him. Why? Because he's terrible. No, he's not. He's pretty terrible. No, he's not. I don't know, man. He's got so much passion for the sport. It's in, it's incredible. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the way Netflix kind of portrays let me, him. Let me let me just fill There's, you in where he came yeah, from. Yeah, please do. At least for where I know him from. He's from the United States broadcasts that they used to have on Speed Channel. Really? Believe it or not. Yes. Get out. Speed Channel? Yeah. Wow. Speed Channel. Yep. Remember, um, excuse me, uh, David Hobbs, Steve Matchett, and... Um, that's... Oh my God! Who's the other guy? The American dude. I, I, I can't don't think know. of his so name. So long ago. Speed Channel has been around um, for a Bob. Um... Oh my God! This is another part where people are screaming at their f- phones right now, just trying to. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Bob Varsha. All right. So. Oh it's... yeah. 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 Yep. Bob Varsha, Dave Hobbs, and Stephen Matchett. They used to be the speed commentators. Remember? Okay. Yep. Will Buxton was the grid guy. He would go around on the grid. No kidding. Yep. And interview drivers do the grid walk like Martin Brundle does now for the American broadcast. That's funny. I and he not... was he was great. He was he must phenomenal. have been really young then because he seems pretty young now. Yeah, he's probably still in his thirties. I would right. think. Right. So back then, he, I mean, Speed Vision. What was that? Ten years ago? I think Speed died. Speed Channel. What went Speed Channel? Speed Vision. Then it was. God, well, no, it was Speed Channel, and then it. I forget what it changed to. It was like Fox. I, was it Fox Sports or NBC Sports? I think it was one of those like main. I don't know. That's why I'm paying to have every cable station there is because I can't keep up with it. Or you just get the app like you. I was going to say, if you keep uh, just using Netflix to watch Drive to Survive, you should just make up a different email every time and do their 30-month, oh, <laughs> the 30-day 30, 30 30 yes. free trial. Yes. And then once you're done watching it, let the trial expire. Oh, if you recall, when you guys came over to watch it with me, we uh, I had to pay for it again. I was like, the hell with this? Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. You should just it's worth it. make a new email, get the 30-day free trial, watch the series, make sure you cancel the account. Right. Before it starts billing. And then the next year you do it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, other the than... way to do it. if you're not using Netflix for anything Who's else. Who's watching Netflix anyway? It's either Drive to Survive or like serial killer documentaries. That's it. That's all Netflix is. A lot of people are into the serial killer documentary. Yeah, it's creepy. It is a little creepy. Uh, yeah. I'm not. Like, there's a lot of podcasts that are the serial killer uh, stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, like um, what do you mean? Like, one of big ones who would is, you uh, kill if you were like, what? No, Crime even... Town. You ever heard of that one? No. Crime Town is all about, like, uh, like each season is about a different city and all the corruption that had it happened in it. Okay. The first episode is about Providence. Ooh. Yeah. And about the gangsters that had nice. you know a hold over Providence and um, Mayor Cianci maybe back in the yep Buddy Cianci Buddy it's, yeah. it's all about Buddy really yeah yeah no kidding I listened to a few episodes when I was on a on a, a road trip with some friends but then I left it alone because I'm just not into that shit uh, yeah I'm not either that's a really little weird to me that's like listening yeah no I don't know I'm not gonna go there uh, that's just bad just, just no but um, one of the things I'm kind of excited to talk about was uh, the NASCAR dirt race. Yeah, wasn't that cool? I haven't cool? been a NASCAR fan since probably like you, Jeff Gordon leaving. Yeah. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. once he left, even though. Yeah, yep. Uh, but I didn't even watch it live. I kind of right, watched you saw it. it afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. I'd seen some highlights. I saw the tow truck smash into a, <laughs> a race car. I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, what an idiot. I'm going to watch. <laughs> and I, I watched the whole thing. Yep. Um, 
I guess it was overall deemed a failure. I don't know about the ratings. I'm just talking about overall. And I can see that for so many re- reasons. Logistical. I mean, was, can you imagine how much money it cost and just the, the... Yeah. It was basically a wreck fest. It was awesome. To a degree. I would not call it a failure, dude. I Did you see the part? I'm in, only going off what I... The Reddit comments and all that crap I've been reading. But really? I think people just love to be negative right now. So Well, people love to be negative on Reddit. Period. Yeah, that's true. You go on Reddit. You ever go on the... Off topic for like 30 seconds. You ever go on the Joe Rogan Reddit? No. All it is is people shitting on Joe Rogan. That's the whole... How do you... Yeah, I don't know. Don't even, even, though, get me even though it has so many followers. Yeah. You know, and so many people commenting on every thread. It's always like, Joe Rogan's an asshole. Joe Rogan's an idiot. Blah, 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 blah. That, that's what Reddit is, dude. Just... Yeah, so... Regardless. So, maybe Reddit saw it as a failure. I think the rest of the community saw it as a pretty good success, including the Bristol Motor Speedway owners. Halfway through the race, dude, they announced. Like, that's when they made the announcement that next year they're going to do it again. They're like, yep, we're going to do dirt again next year. We love this. People are having a good time. Let's do it again. You know what's funny? I remember growing up maybe between 5 and 10. I grew up outside of Baltimore. I wish I could remember the track. So if somebody knows what dirt track is, I don't know, within driving distance to go there on a weekly basis, my dad would take me to the dirt track there, and we'd watch dirt track racing. And it was awesome. Oh, I mean, it was awesome so from cool. five to ten at that age. But then now, as an adult watching it, I'm like, eh. <laughs> echo. It was just so much more entertaining <laughs> because you didn't know what was going to happen. Tire wear was ridiculous. I mean, the tires were burning off in like five laps. It was crazy. What for dirt? You didn't see? No. What were you? Watching? Oh, whoa, whoa. oh, for NASCAR. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I'm not yeah, talking about the NASCAR. I you yeah, meant your local. No, no. Dirt no. Shit, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I jump around. But yeah, the, the tires were just burning off, and it was making it so. It was like you didn't know what was going on. These guys, they're overheating. They have no tires. They can't see. They're covered in mud. Yeah. They, they had, did you watch them? They're literally driving with like, I have one, you know, the little duster thing with the handle and yeah. you stick it on the windshield and you do this and that. It's like, that was incredible. I, I just, there was a lot more going on. You didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it was good shit, dude. It was good. I enjoyed and it. The racing was good. The drivers enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know. I think, well, I think you got uh, probably half and half. I think yeah. a lot of people were pissed. You know, the guys who crash out and shit like that. And the guys well, who overheat. Yeah. And uh, I still don't like the stages. I saw the three stage thing. Nobody does. It doesn't. Nobody likes I don't the get stages. It. I don't get it. I've Stupid. gone. All right. Speaking of Reddit, I've gone on the NASCAR Reddit a few times, right? If you go on the NASCAR Reddit, there's people who will be like, you know, I don't mind the stages anymore, but this, that, the other thing is wrong with NASCAR. Nobody is saying, like, I love the stages. They make it so much more exciting, and I wish they would keep doing Nobody is saying that. Anybody who has anything positive to say about stages is just people who are tolerating it, and that's it. Or it's just they're like, I need a break. I got to, you know, check my uh, my, my Facebook and go to the bathroom. <laughs> and it's got to be good for sponsors, I guess, so. Well, no, it's good for commercials. It's a guaranteed commercial. They throw that stage thing, and they're like, okay, yellow flag, right? commercial break, and they can sell and make money. That That's what it is. Yeah. yeah that's what but- it is on top of NASCAR, probably thinking it would cause. Here's what happens. or here, here, I'm sorry. Here is my opinion. When they first announced they were going to do stages, I thought it meant like, yeah, you break the race up into thirds, and after so many laps, you get extra points for some other type thing of the championship but the race keeps going i didn't know it was going to be stage ends yellow flag comes out that's when i was like this is bullshit this is stupid because i imagined when they go to like talladega if you ever watch like a a modern talladega race 
what happens usually is early in the race, they all line up single file, which is fine because there's no reason to race. You're going to be able to, you know, go from last to first anyway. So why would you race side by side and risk crashing each other? So sure. I thought what would happen is let's say like the first stage lasts 60 laps, like with, you know, five laps to go within that 60 laps, then the pack would get nuts, start racing each other. That stage would end. The leader gets their bonus points. And then, yeah. they could, then they could get back to single file and make things kind of nice and orderly again. And I was like, all right, I can see that. But I didn't realize when they first introduced the rule that it's like, no, not only is it that, they have to go, okay, stop the race now and throw strategy out the window because there's no more strategy. You have a guaranteed pit stop three times, right. th- twice during the race, I should say. And it throws the strategy just like gone. It kind of destroys sucks. yeah, what NASCAR was. I mean, it was all the pit time in the pits, big, pit yes. strategy, everything. And the fact yeah. that they don't have a single lug which, by the way, they're switching to single lug, I believe. Wow, yeah, I think you're one of the only people who is uh, like approving of that. I'm not. <laughs> oh, you're not? No. Oh, no. okay, okay. No, it's bullshit. I, it's just, mm. you know, you should have to sit there with the gun and struggle. Well, you know. One of the most impressive things about NASCAR is the pit stops because no other series has pit stops like NASCAR now. No. Because every other series has single lugs. At least every other popular, you know, yes. big series that country, has pit right. stops. Not even in this country, dude. If you look at Australian V8 supercars. Uh, supercar V8s, what do they use? I have no single idea. Single lug. Do they really? Okay. Yep, single lug. Sports Trans Am? What about Trans Am? Trans Am. I bet you Trans No, I already know this. Trans Am's definitely five lug. It de- Yeah, it is. But it's not super popular, which is no. kind of silly because the racing's pretty cool. It is. But you know what's funny? Every time I watch it, I feel like I'm watching NASCAR, but the cars are just smushed down. It's like they're a more aerodynamic version of, of NASCAR. Stock cars. That's what they are. I don't even know if they're more aerodynamic it's, well you see like the mustang out there you see a dodge challenger yeah it's not a dumb mustang or a challenger it's just got the front it's bumper the shell. sticker yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's the shell it looks more like it's... a mustang or a camaro compared to nascar cars true but they've done a good job nascar's yeah. done a good job with the appearance of them and everything else to a degree um but yeah just getting back to the actual race the the oh, fact yes. that these guys couldn't see was unbelievable watching the in or onboard footage was yeah. so cool um, I don't know what driver it was. I heard one of them. He radioed in. He's talking to like Jeff or whoever it was. He's like, he's like, I wish I had the iRacing uh, screen tear off button. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I probably one stop, of the younger kids couldn't stop. <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. I was like, oh my god, that's right. Yeah, simulator well, has a tear off button. How does that make sense? The funny thing about the stock cars doing a dirt race is the fact that they do have windshields in in regular dirt races. All cars screen right usually have some kind of screen or just nothing at all. So you can tear off. So, yeah, you just rely on your tear-offs. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you don't have a screen, you just get hit by, with rocks. But That's... the fact that there was pile-ups because they couldn't see, I forget yeah. what turn it was that had the sun hitting them right in the eyes. But with the yeah, dirt and the sun, it the was, dust, yeah. oh, I don't know. That was awesome. And also, I'm Joey Logano fan just because he drives for Ford. Okay. He seems cool. I have he's, no other reasons, really. I've just been. He is from Connecticut, so he's somewhat from yeah, around Yeah, but here. I was shocked that he, exactly being from Connecticut, I'm shocked he won it. I would have thought yeah, it would have been like a, uh, a dirt racer, you know, some redneck. Uh, well, Truex Jr. was crushing it for the first like seventy nine laps. Well, he but then won, he got caught up in a. He won the truck race, I think. He participated oh, okay. in the truck race and did well and won that, which is crazy because he's not a dirt guy, as far as I know. Oh, okay, see, I, he, I he didn't. He didn't strikes come from me dirt. as a dirt guy. He's Almost, got that yeah, Bass yeah. Pro Shop look, you know. Thought maybe he's yeah, good on the dirt. By <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does all make sense, but no, he's he's uh 
not a dirt guy from what I understand. Like the you know the commentators yeah. were surprised about his success. Um, yeah, it was cool to see him do so well. And yeah, I don't know why he faded towards the end. And then yeah, Joey Logano winning was kind of like a just out of nowhere. But he is one of the dominant forces in NASCAR recently. Yeah. So he is the type of guy that can overcome adversity. You know, this new surface of racing. It seems like he was one of those guys that could actually do something about it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I the other, I liked it, dude. No, the it other thing I race. was going to say was the setup. It was so cool because uh, everyone's kind of new to it. So what I mean by that is like they were setting up these cars completely different. Everyone was in the dark pretty much. They didn't know it hadn't been done in 51 years. Right. I was shocked to find out that the cars were set up with three brakes. Because they're only three? turning left. They had three brakes. Oh, I didn't know that. Left. So when you think about it. So what, them, two fronts and a rear? Two fronts and a left. Left with, rear, I would think. Yeah, left rear, right. Yeah, yeah. And it was always that right rear tire that was cooking, you know, burning out. But yeah, that's what they did to get it to turn in. No way. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that yeah, is I'm really cool. Yeah, uh, I'm taking a look at my notes here because I, <laughs> I had wrote down a couple things that they were doing. Um, well, yeah. But uh, no, as far as the... Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, the techno, and the, what's weird is too, is NASCAR has always been so strict about this stuff. Each team had different screen setups. They had Velcro. Some guys were using Velcro. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Some guys were using just mesh screens and other guys didn't do fucking anything. And they're, <laughs> and they, uh, nah, keep the, the front end was just covered in mud. And they, like after two laps. Yeah. That was yeah, another yeah. funny thing. It, I think I, I, was, I took note of this. It was like, got to lap 50 before there was a crash. I was so shocked. There was a few good, really good green flag runs. Yes. And if you remember, because of the whole um, tire problem, they were doing a yellow flag every 50 laps no matter what. So then there was a few times that they would actually I, run yeah, that full 50 laps. They did that every cool. 50. See, I didn't even notice yeah, that. It remember was tough remember how during practice, practice is when they discovered that tires were a problem. Sure. That they weren't lasting. So they decided like on the Saturday that, they were going to just have a competition caution every 50 laps, which I I hate competition cautions in NASCAR. Yeah, I'm not a fan of any of that, but you know what's funny? It's so silly. Watching it again, just kind of like, I mean, it's supposed to, I think it was like two and a half, three hour race, all told. Yeah, it was makes long. Sense. I didn't even notice. It's kind of short. I did by not NASCAR even notice. Standards. Yeah, it, it was cool, though. Went by quick. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what's funny about tires, though? I was thinking about this. So you got the Goodyear blimp and their Goodyear tires. I don't know if this is true, but is Goodyear only in business really now because of NASCAR? You know, like what? really the car tires and and what does Goodyear do anymore? Their tires are terrible. I really you make a point because the only time I ever see Goodyear tires, I see NASCAR. them on some trucks. But yeah, when it comes to cars and stuff like that, I don't I don't see it too often. They used to be big. Um, for example, like Goodyear. I used to sell belts and uh, serpentine belts, hoses and stuff. Okay. Goodyear used to be a belt manufacturer. They sold okay. off to, I think, Continental, I believe. I have that wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Continental. Okay. So anyway, they've constantly been shrinking over the years because they once were like the biggest passenger tire in the world, and NASCAR always had them. It's just weird that NASCAR still, NASCAR and Goodyear are still a thing, and there's a Goodyear blimp because I don't know what yeah. NASCAR has other than, than uh, I mean, what Goodyear has other than NASCAR, you know? Yeah, you make a decent point, dude. At least since I, really I want to say 2005 or 10, for the, so over 10 years now, it's been garbage. 
Yeah, but, I, I remember Tony Stewart making some very bad comments about Goodyear, saying like they can't build a tire. I don't know why they're still in the yeah. sport and shit like that. <laughs> well, and I don't want to go off topic, but I've also read many articles that Pirelli uh, designs the Formula One tires to fail prematurely, or not fail, but uh, wear out prematurely, just to make the races entertaining. In other words, well, if they really, course. yeah. So I mean, they're all at the end of the day, they're they're what's the word I'm looking for? They're um, not homologated tires, but they're trying to make them a certain way to fit, you know, whatever body is using them. I mean, yeah. it, it's designed for whatever the well, specific perfect is. I actually uh, purpose. It's funny you, you bring this up because I watched a video about this recently about Canada Canada 2010. It was a chain bear video. Ever watch that guy's videos? You'd probably recognize it yeah. if you watched one. Um, he made a video about Canada 2010 where um, the Pirelli. No, it wasn't Pirelli at the time. It was Bridgestone. The Bridgestone tires weren't working as well, right? And they, the guys had to come in and, and make pit stops pretty frequently, and it made the race very exciting. So when Pirelli came in in 2011, they, that's what happened. They designed their tires so that they didn't last very long to make the races more exciting, to make the two- or three-stop races. And the truth is, like, they could make a tire that lasts the entire race, no problem. But they don't do that because there is a show to put on. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm thankful for it. It's a I like I like too, to see. Right? Don't they want to sell tires? <laughs> I don't a, know if to that a degree, really, uh, but you still yeah. have to make the show for Formula One, right? And I appreciate it. I like to see the two to three, you know, pit stop races that happen. So while we're on the topic of tires, then I don't follow Formula E or any of that. Yeah, what's the tire technology for that? Is there? They don't have pit stops. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, From what is the tire formula this similar to what they're using in F1? No, or? no, 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 no. They use street tires, dude. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they use street tires. What? Remember when we talked about in episode yeah. one about road relevance? And yeah. And I said that. I was like, you yep. know, the road relevance that's thing going on in Formula E is that is the fact right. that they use road tires, and they're trying to. I'm guessing they're trying to sell those exact tires that they run, yes. and I think it's horseshit. But we already talked about that in episode Yeah, it's one. cringy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, uh, the the dirt race, I don't know. I think ultimately I really liked it because I kept uh, envisioning like Lightning McQueen coming out there with his eyeballs and the windshield just lighting up and just, let's go, let's do it, you know? It's a great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen Cars. I think there's three or four of them now. Cars is a good one. Cars 2 sucks. Cars 2. No, they're all fantastic. No, they're not. I think I cried during one of those movies. Did you? Eh, I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe it was Fast and the Furious. I don't know. I got one of the... Hang on. Just a moment. I got one of us peeking here. All right. Ooh, peaky. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, speaking of movies, though, and stuff, is Cars, the movie Cars, yep. and Fast and the Furious, probably my two... I'm talking about the first one of each. Yep. I'm going to go out and say the two best racing... Or not racing, because Fast and Furious isn't racing, but automobile-related movies. In the last 25 years. In the last 20... What are you asking? No, I'm going... That's what I'm saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Cars. Cars. The animated movie yep. by Pixar. Yep. And Fast and the Furious, the original one. Yep. Two, at least in my opinion, the best uh, automotive movies. Far better than Ford vs. Ferrari. Sucked. Re you didn't like that? No, it was terrible. Come on, no, dude. No, 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 no. There's nothing... It's so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. What makes it dumb? Tell me. It's... Uh, I didn't think it really. Well, first of all, you, these cars don't have like ten gears. It's like, but Fast and the Furious is guilty right, of that yeah, too. Every it's always like days an upshifting. Of, days of Thunder is guilty of that True. shit. 
It's like, remember on the uh, back straight, Lamar, and the four GT was like <laughs> at top speed already with the Ferrari, and he's he yeah. just kept downshifting to go. I don't even know if he was upshifting. He's just shifting. It's just shifting. You're shifting. You're fooling it's an audience. Sexy. I get. Yeah, it. just like the lever goes from here to there. That's yeah. that's. It's awesome. You show the foot go in the pelt. You know, it's like. Yeah. But um, yeah, that Fast and Furious Nine those coming out. I heard they're going outer space. Yeah, I just saw a thing today about that. <laughs> I watched like a 25-minute preview. I don't know what's going on in Hollywood. That's the new thing now with previews. They're like literally 25 minutes. And they if you notice, they don't even release one preview now. They release several. So it leaves you kind of going like, mm, okay, I just saw all the big scenes. You know, I, I see they jump sometimes, off a cliff. They yeah, go into outer space. Sometimes they do that. It's not uh, good. You know, I, they brought everyone back in this one too. Everyone's there uh, that's been sort of killed off. Yeah. Ironically enough, Paul Walker, who actually is dead, still no, alive. He's no. still alive in the series. Yes, he is. They didn't kill him off. So I, I don't know what right, other I, I'm not the best expert on it because I stopped watching after like episode ah, five. Ah, look at it. I just realized. And no one could see that on screen. <laughs> yeah, you have. He has a little little figurines and the yeah. cars of uh, Paul Walker and uh, Vin Diesel's character. Yeah, the the Dom scene when they jump over the um, train tracks. Yeah, famous. Yes, but um, yeah. So they bring everyone back. No one dies. Like I just said, no, not even when they die in real life. And it's just it's gotten too much. There's already rumors of an F10 coming out. Fast and Furious 10. Yeah. So the new They're one just... anyway is all about Dom's brother. So each of the yeah, last Dom few episodes, evidently has a brother that everyone's like somebody has a. It's, it reminds me of Spaceballs, like your brother's roommate's friend's dorm room <laughs> is back, you know, and now he's he's pissed. Then again, Die Hard was guilty of that. There's a lot of movies like that, if you think about it, where it's like a brother of a son. Well, of a, any any series, any series that just keeps going and right. going and going and going is very much guilty of just continuing to bring back characters that were killed off or just, you know... If I mean Star Wars is a great example. You had three movies in the late seventies, yeah. early eighties. Could have just been left alone. Should have, yeah. But no, they had to go back and explain like the modern Star Wars with episodes that had to deal with right. the previous years of Star Wars, and then Disney has to come back like ten years later and make another trilogy that expands on what happens after the original Star Wars. And nobody really liked the first trilogy. And then the third trilogy, if that's what you want to call it, nobody really cared for that one either. There's so much no. criticism against both. But when people the original was fine, they could have just left it alone. But it's, it's, it's a but money But the thing, thing is, it doesn't matter if they suck. Like, I'm going to go see a new Fast and Furious. I'm going to go see a new Star Wars. Well, good for you. I'm not. I'm going to go see new Cars. I if might go see it. a new cars, and I did see all the. New I'd go Star see Wars. Ford versus Ferrari too. I would too, I don't but know you if they could do that. You thought that movie sucked, yeah. which is incredible to me. I don't. Yeah. I didn't think that movie sucked at all. You all right? As us as racers who understand how cars, you know, drive around a track. Yeah, at least think I do, but. <laughs> sure, uh, I can understand where you're coming from, where they just shift gears out of nowhere, and like I, I criticize a lot of scenes where like they're at the test track, and that. You know, that Ford GT40 from the 60s just whips around corners like a modern Formula One car. It's like, no, no, it didn't. Yeah. It just, it looks fast. If if a regular, it up. Yeah. if a regular person watched the actual GT40 take a corner, they wouldn't be impressed because 
you know, I bet you some modern streetcars can probably take corners harder than that GT40 did. <laughs> back oh yeah, in the day. I mean, I'm pretty sure most modern cars are going to be faster. I wouldn't say most. I would say uh, not at Le Mans, no, because that thing was still. People forget they were traveling well over 200 miles an hour. Right, the power is no question. The right. power and the top speed is no question. But as far as cornering ability, you know, before aerodynamics were a huge thing. I bet thing. you my Ford Focus would. Uh, Beat the Ford GT of the '60s around, maybe like a Lime Rock. I know that's what I was gonna say, yeah. but Lime Rock still is actually a pretty fast track. Yeah, I mean, but it's, the straights. I mean, you do have some straights, but they're short. True. There's only one long-ish yeah. straight, and that's the front straight. God, that'd and be such there's... a good race. That, that that'd be so fun. I I wish we had the budget to get like a Miata versus <laughs> '60s Ford GT. Well, I got we you gotta covered. make it happen. I got you covered That's in the right. Miata, the Miata um, department there. <clears throat> what reminds me? Fun. Remember uh, Top Gear? Somebody did that uh, Formula One car versus a. Um, like a Ferrari versus a like a Civic or that's, something, just to show happened, you the difference. It's like yeah. eternity. That's happened a few times. They um, they did it in Melbourne, Australia, one year. They did a um, I forget what the slow car was, but it was some slow car like a street car versus a V eight supercar. Versus yeah. a Formula One car. Yeah, I saw and that. And it was yep. pretty incredible, even against the V8 supercar, how fast the F1 car caught up to all. You well, know, it's the, like the when you them. watch a Formula One race and they got the, the non-virtual safety car out in the track. You ever watch the onboard? He's going 10 tenths. You, uh, well, maybe 9 tenths. You can't go 10 tenths. You get in trouble for going 10 tenths. He's maybe going, I don't know. He's pushing it. You watch it's him. Still, it's still The tires quick. are squealing. He's well, moving. All right, so the best example, in my opinion, of how fast F1 cars is, or how fast F1 cars are, is when the real safety car comes out. Because the real safety car is going pretty quick for what it can do, and that's slow in Formula 1 car standards. Because, like, the safety car will come and, like, hit an apex, track all the way out to the rumble strip, and then get hard on the brakes for the next corner, and then you see the F1 car come around at the same speeds, and it doesn't look dramatic at all. It's just like, yeah, yeah, we're just pacing around behind this sports car. And they're not even using the downforce. That's what's incredible. No. It's all mechanical grip. No, well, it's mo- but, more mechanical grip than it is when they're at full speed. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. So anyway, um, let's see here. Enough on, uh, enough on that. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I got to make a comment about sim racing. And uh, we were talking about iRacing earlier and how much better it's gotten. Did you happen to read that like 50-page Bible, the Terms of Agreement? Everyone, oh, there was podcasts right. yep. and videos and YouTubes that all about it. And you know yep. what's funny? Everyone said it's terrible. It's bad. It's just like um, iPhone. You know, you got to sign your life away, and you have no choice. So I just literally remember being like, "Click, agree." You know what? Do you, what do you I, do? Uh, yeah, you know, random call sign. Do you ever follow that guy on YouTube? Oh yeah, he's good. He he's made really a video good. about it, and unfortunately, I'm not the best informant on it because I did not watch the whole. But well, it was something to touch on how the terms and conditions are kind of attacking content creators, right? Because if you make a video with iRacing footage in it, it was something like iRacing can just immediately be like, no, you can't use that. Yeah, sucks, I mean, which is which like, really does suck. It does, and that's why we're trying. We're pretty careful, even with our forty-eight followers here, of uh, doing anything <laughs> that's going to get you in trouble. Because nowadays, yeah, I mean, everyone's podcasting, everyone's YouTubing, and uh, if you're using a licensed. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, trademarked symbol or something. It's yeah. you know, you can get it shut down. Well, or cease and desist. Ferrari does it all the time. I I still don't think like iRacing is gonna 
do anything with this new terms and agreements thing. But like the one thing they've always done. But and if I you paint thought, him in a bad picture, and if you have enough followers, that's how you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, maybe I could see him getting a like little if shady. I started screaming about it and we had forty eight thousand followers. Yeah, you probably could uh, <laughs> get noticed. Yeah. God, I wish I yeah, was maybe. important enough to be back on the. Uh, you know when you see all those indie drivers when they were complaining about the tires. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of them. I think it was. Uh, I think Oliver Askew or um, who's the other kid? One of the younger drivers like looped it in one of the corners and didn't understand why. Yeah. And he's just like, I hate this shit. I can't believe this is the way they make the tire. I don't want, I hate sim racing. This sounds like It me. was so bad. And it's so funny too because anybody that's listening that's ever unfortunately been on the Formula Hooligan uh, uh, racing with us on Fridays yeah, knows yeah. that I usually spin out in the first lap. I'm done. I get pissed and I quit <laughs> for the night. I just keep drinking. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. Can't do it. You usually – you. <sighs> But now it's better. It's better now. It's better with some cars. Yeah, legitimately with the new tire uh, model rollout for a lot of the you cars. You can actually drive. Yes. Yeah, uh, GT3s are way improved in my opinion. So now I have no gripe with iRacing. My only gripe now is with Fanatec because Currently, uh, yeah, you as have. you know, over the last year, I've kind of invested heavily in their ecosystem, as they call it. Yeah. And my Fanatec pedals over there is now, a, as you uh, felt how heavy they are with the, uh, I don't know, the, the plate I have under them to mount them to the rig. They're just a, uh, it's a boat anchored. It's just, it's crap that after a year, brake pedal doesn't work. Yeah. Can't get it working. Well, all right. So how doesn't it work? It just doesn't register. It doesn't register at all. Break yeah. at all. Yeah, and it's, right. you know, what's so funny. This is what always happens with warranties. Things break right it's after. It's literally like two months after the one year warranty. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. There's some truth to that. You know, the whole thing of like. There's gotta be. They, they know. Yeah. So now I'm at a predicament. Um, and by the way, Sam. I will still sell them to you if you want them. <laughs> Probably still actually could get a hundred bucks for them anyway. At least it didn't I, happen during a, a twelve-hour race. That would be kind of funny. That'd be awful. Yeah, yeah. Ever since, ever since you told me that those broke, and I, you know, I have the same pedals at home. Ever since those broke, I've been thinking like, oh my god, what if that did happen during an endurance race? And yeah. You just piss off your whole team. Yeah. I, mean, I guess you wouldn't. You wouldn't piss off your whole team. The immediate reaction would be to be pissed, but you could. You, know you wouldn't be at fault. If you had the right steering wheel, now you can map different uh, things to your brake. Like, I think one of the wheels I have, you can do that. It's got a uh, dual clutch thing where you could do, map it as yeah. a brake, use your fingers as a... Right. That'd be the quickest way to do it than yep. taking the pedals up. Yeah, there's but, a few... Um, Robert Wickens. You know who he is? The IndyCar driver? Yeah. yeah he he's does? he's the guy who got injured in 2018 at the Pocono crash. Yeah, so he's He still more. does sim racing events. But, he's but he does it with hand controls. And he's got something, um, I think, similar to what Alex Tagliani used in an IMSA race where um, I think you have a hand control on the wheel, like this kind of semicircle, or it's a full circle where like, you grip it for throttle. Yeah, that's And exactly. then your brake is a lever. It's like a lever that comes up from the floor. And I think by pushing the lever forward, that's your brake. And you can do the exact same thing in sim racing. That's the beautiful thing about racing. Yeah, I got to admit, I've seen some videos. They're uh, pretty heartwarming watching people with diff disabilities and stuff. I yeah. mean, I've seen people that can't even drive in real life, and they're driving a simulator, which is pretty cool. Well, it's the perfect time to do it. I mean, Robert Wickens is the best. Yeah. One of the, probably the best uh, example that I know of, because he can't. He can't drive a real car right now. He's still, I mean, we're in 2021 now. It's almost three years later since that crash. He's still, even though he's trying like hell, he really can't walk without a walker. He still can't really use his legs all that much. But 
in the sim racing That's world, cool, yeah. he can go ahead and have those hand controls and do it for real. Now, he could probably also do it for real, because like the example that I just said with Alex Tagliani, he did do it for real. They had the yeah, BMW. Up, right? yep. Yeah, it was the real BMW. Uh, I think it was the version of GTE that they have over here. I think they do call it GTE. The you know the better sports yeah, cars. Yeah, or GTLM, right? GTLM. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, he legitimately raced in that race, even though he has no feeling below his waist. You know, he's paralyzed from the waist down. Legitimately jumped in that real car and raced it professionally. And I feel like Robert Wickets could do the same. Oh, it's absolutely. just whenever the opportunity would come up. But sim racing makes it that much easier because you can do all those exact same inputs and program them for the game yeah the it is it is pretty amazing i mean i get yeah. upset over stuff when it doesn't work but when you really break it down and think about the technology into it it's a computer thing and how far we've come it's pretty impressive it is but, it is um, very right now like right now current day it's the best time to be a sim racer absolutely yes uh, although never, my only there's never been a better time i agree there's with you but my only time. complaint is that fanatec and iRacing have gotten so fat and happy and, and rich over the last <laughs> 12 months because of the pandemic that I'd like to see them invest in a little bit better quality. Um, I mean, Fanatec, we were just talking about this. Their products are mid-level, but the next level up, yes. you more than double. So like we were just saying, pedals, right, say right. 300 bucks, the next step up is like 1000 there needs to yeah. be a, a little like a gradual step up. Yeah, from, there is like a Fantech. there isn't like a three quarters market. No. You know what I'm saying? There's the, there's the four quarters market where like you get brake pedals that have legitimate hydraulic brakes and stuff like that, which that's that's when you get into a thousand dollars and above, which is crazy. Yeah, I, but we were talking about it. I don't know if the quality warrants the bigger price. I don't have a problem with spending the money, but I don't. I mean, when you think about it, they're all made. They, they all use like Bodner circuit board or whatever you call those things, a circuit board or something. They oh, all. I don't know anything about that. Oh, really? Yeah. So they all Honestly, are. You, they're you, sharing you've done more research. Than they're me. sharing the same components. Yes. So other than just a few nuances, a heavier duty load cell, maybe hydraulics set up to it, you know, to make it more realistic, they're all using the same stuff. I mean, it's metal is metal. If they're made of metal. They're made of metal, and it's a yeah. load cell. I mean, unless it's like. Some cheap China shit that you know what I mean. They, but they're all mean. They're all, they're all all that computer stuff's from China. So, um, I don't know. But going back to iRacing though, my thing is with them. They've invested heavily since all those complaints from any drivers and and everybody well, else. Yeah, they improved, so they have heavily invested, they improved which I'd like to see them keep specifically. doing. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's great that you have professionals, and you know, for those who don't know, who loosely follow iRacing. Um, when they did the professional events last year, when the real events weren't going on, that included the IndyCar guys, and the IndyCar guys were not happy at all with how the IndyCar drove. It's not probably just the IndyCars and iRacing are shit. I mean, I've tried they them. used to be. Oh, uh, I haven't tried them they now. used to be. Now, I the, modern, them, yeah. the modern day F, uh, sorry, the modern day IndyCar handles really good. It's a really fun car to drive, and I think it's a lot of, it's because a lot of that feedback that they got from the real IndyCar yeah. drivers. Well, because think about it, they're not going to invest money if they didn't need to. They have the best business model ever. So the, well, if it you, works. if the, is this true? I remember reading this. If you stop paying for the subscription, the content you own, do you lose access to it? No. Okay, so no, you don't. No, 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 no. As I far heard as I that. know, you you keep if you let your subscription lapse. Yeah. And you're not subscribed for a little bit. As long as you come back as the same person, same email. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you never want to come back, but you want to just go on and play offline racing or whatever test laps. 
No, no, you have to be a member to do that. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy business model. Think about that. But it works. You can spend. I remember someone added it up. It's about twenty four hundred dollars in content if you buy everything, all the tracks, all the cars. Yeah, makes sense. So you buy all that, yeah. but you don't want to spend a hundred bucks a year anymore. You lose the rights and privileges to that content. To you, yeah. You know what? That's crazy, Charles. So you're locked in. Yeah. That's their business model, and yeah, it's I'm okay, and so is everyone paying for it. But I think. They need to continually invest in it. And they hadn't for a while. Because I've watched YouTube videos just recently from 10, not maybe not 10 years ago, but like seven, five, six, seven years ago. They look the same. Like the, yeah. the way they drive, ev- the sounds, everything's the same. And yeah. I don't really care about the to graphics. I think they're fine. But I just think reinvest and keep the progress going. It's good for uh, it's good for racing. I mean, Fanatec's now sponsoring racing uh, yeah. series with, um, what is it, some like uh, – the European IMSA, whatever they call that, their GT World Challenge. I think um, so. And iRacing sponsors a ton of stuff too, which is all great, but just keep the progress going. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I have to say. This episode of the Formula Hooligan Podcast is brought to you by Newport Propane. Wait, wait. Now, Alex, does anyone even use propane anymore? Do you live under a rock, Charles? Well, I know you can grill with it. Uh-huh. But can you cook on the stove with it? Yes. Heat the house with it? Of course. Warm up the pool? Mm-hmm. Fuel my flamethrower so I can melt snow with it? All right, slow down, Charles. Well, what about when the lights go out? A propane generator will do you right. Okay, okay. So who would I talk to if I want propane in my house? Newport Propane, of course. They've been family-owned and operated for over 60 years now, so I'd say they know a thing or two about propane installation and delivery. Not to mention, they'll come out and give you a free estimate on any propane systems you're thinking about adding to your home. Sounds good to me. How do I get in touch with them? You can call them at 401-847-6878 or visit them online at newportpropane.com. That's 401-847-6878 or newportpropane.com. Newport Propane, proudly serving the Rhode Island area for over 60 years. That's all you have to say about that. Well, Charles, why yeah. don't we get into... Let's get into Bahrain, huh? Yes, let's get into the so. first uh, F1 season, or the first uh, F1 race of the season. And while we, uh, before we get to that spot, I think I'm going to pour myself a second drink. So why don't you give your yeah. initial impressions of the race while we do that? Let's do it. So uh, you can imagine that uh, I was confused as hell, you know? It, it, per usual. Yeah, yeah. Alpine's <laughs> out there now. You got Aston Martin. Like, what, what's going on? And all the, the teams are all mix-matched. You've got, as I called him, Michael Schumacher, a.k.a. Mick Schumacher out there. Um, <laughs> no, dri- no it's, it's, it's Mick Schumacher. <laughs> drivers, first. Drivers, yeah, the first, whatever. So here's, here's my take on it. I realize how much better Sergio Perez is. We were talking about him in the beginning. Yes. I think that Red Bull has a real shot at Mercedes this year. Yeah, a lot of people share that same I think opinion. So. Absolutely. And I think adding Sergio is uh, a huge boost. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. I mean they're they're going to be a real force to be reckoned with. Um this I mean we just saw it with Max at least, Max and Lewis going back and forth which everyone knows that you know, I talked to the hooligan uh, chat and everything else. That race was awesome. I don't oh, care. Yeah. You know what? I'm okay with two or three cars, in this case two, battling for the for the win. And then you've got the five, six, you know, the mid-pack, 25 seconds back. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I really am. It, it doesn't I, I'm bother okay me with having multiple be- races within a race, but that's just me. You know? And yeah. we got that with Lando, Daniel, and the whole mid-pack was fantastic to watch. Yep. Uh, everyone did really good. Um, except for, except for a few guys, 
There's a couple uh, debuts that some went well, some went bad. Uh, yeah. Let's just say poor Haas. Poor Haas. Right. Poor Haas, indeed. Poor Haas. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's what happens it's... when you follow the money and uh, not the talent. You know, you, you're going to get a handsy Russian who uh, who got too handsy with his cart. Uh, <laughs> his cart. His <laughs> car, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he spun Russian, it. Indeed. The best thing is you watch that replay, it gets funnier and funnier because nobody touched him. No, all it's by like, himself. What are you doing? You're starting at the back and you're just, you're on the throttle like a gorilla. And he just spins it right out and hits the wall. I mean, if you, he didn't even make an effort to save it, it looked like. He just spun I mean, that he thing. Did. Sm- I, I, he did I think, everything wrong. I think it happened so fast. That's the problem. Because the tires he were probably, cold. He yeah. probably got on the throttle and then started getting sideways. And I bet you, like, still, like, 30 degrees sideways, his brain was still thinking, like, throttle, nah, throttle. I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I just picture him leaving like a Cars and Coffee, and that's how he rolls. Yes. You know? He would totally be the dude. Do that guy, yeah. He would yeah. be the dude in the muscle. Hey, hold my beer. You know, he's just keeping it pegged. Look at this. You know, while he's like getting handsy with the chick behind him, and he's banging through the gears. <laughs> I could just see him doing that. Ah, uh, what an idiot. But I feel bad for Haas, because I, I like them as a team. <laughs> the only American team out there. And then Mick Schumacher didn't do much better. He's going through, I don't know what turn it was. He all of a sudden loses his front end. You know, the whole front wing's gone, and then he's... Did he lose a wing? I'm pretty sure that was him, wasn't it? And then he, he ended up taking himself out later. No, 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 no. I, Someone could correct me somebody, if I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty Somebody sure. lost a wing, and it was um, a oh. French kid there. Oh, my God. Pierre Gasly. He's the one who lost a front uh, wing. Okay, I'm early sorry. Early on, because he backed into Danny Ricardo. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. But nonetheless, Mick took himself out too. Uh, well, was... yeah, he had a little moment, but he didn't take himself out. Got back on track. But still, I think he finished 19th, if not towards the back of the pack there. Um, it was three weeks ago. It's crazy to think. I know. The first race well, the there year. was a big hiatus there, not just because of us, but because of the race. And it's just they right. had an extra week off. But uh, the race started out with such drama. So let's just start at the beginning. Vettel, starting at the back because he's a dope, you know. Uh, he uh, didn't adhere to the yellow flags during uh, qualifying. qualifying. I think yeah. he just kept it pinned, which, uh, you know, I don't blame him. I probably would have done the same thing. Uh, by the way, I probably would have done what Mazpin did in the <laughs> third turn, too, by Seeing as an of Formula 1 drivers, yeah, yeah it's all on the Yeah, definitely would have been. It It doesn't matter. But uh, but Vettel, what the hell, man? You got a new team. You got that new You got that new money behind you, and uh, you got Aston Martin, and he's making those mistakes like – that's a bonehead he's, move, starting he's, at the back. He's still for the, nothing. Sad Ferrari, Sebastian Vettel. He's, he is, but he's that's just it. Then he needs to, to retire. If that's who he really is, he needs to go. You know what makes me sad, dude? I really think that. Um, I think Vettel's. I think he's done. I hate to say it, and he, like I've I've watched the both practices from this morning, or at least paid attention to him. I looked at the results. Yeah, I, I, he's still still slower than Stroll. Yeah, and that's still that's and bad. Stroll is. I mean, we talked last time about how we we believe he deserves his seat in Formula One. Sure, you know, but he's not the best driver there is in the whole grid. Perez beat him handily last year. Yeah, but we year. know Perez is very good. So. Right, but so should be Sebastian Vettel, the four-time. Yeah, world should, champion. but he's done. He's he's. You know, know. What he should be, he should be a backup like Nico. Like no, Hulkenberg. he could, he should be a he backup. He would never be able to stand for that. I I, I mean, know he's, he's not really doing great being. You yeah, know, you know what? So actually, son, he just maybe he needs to go back to karts. <laughs> Dude, Can you imagine him in karting? Oh, he might have more he fun. Would, <laughs> yeah, taking people out, he'd go good with. Uh, 
all of us out there just <laughs> wrecking and, and <laughs> well if you're, is he drunk? Is that what he's doing out there? He took out Ocon too later in the Ocon. race. He took out Ocon and it was. And funny. then he blames Ocon. What yeah, is he doing moving in my way? You watch the replay. It's like <laughs> he, he didn't, didn't do move at all. Yeah, no. Ocon he didn't moved move at once. all. He was inside, then he moved out. But yeah, but he moved out that. and then hit the brakes. It wasn't like he moved out while under brakes, and then right. Vettel decided like while under nah, brakes, he, like yeah, no, Vettel just I'm didn't. gonna also follow him in, but. Like, Vettel should know by now that two Formula One cars following each other, the rear guy's going to lose all his downforce, so you can't brake as right. well. And that's why he rear-ended him. Probably, probably also, you know, hit, just hit the brakes too late in general. Yeah. But, yeah, that was so stupid. He blames Ocon in the moment. I did see a video afterwards where they're all getting out of the cars after the race, and he went over to him and, like, had a handshake and was like, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, you know what? doesn't excuse him. And right. I was a Vettel fan, too. Um but yeah, but, I think he's he's still just like that beat down dog that was at Ferrari, and it's still in his head, dude. I think it's been happening ever since 2014. Remember in 2014, that's when they switched to the V6 hybrids. That's also when Mark Webber retired. Daniel Ricciardo comes in as his teammate. Daniel Ricciardo as the teammate next to the three time, the four time champion handily beat Vettel that year in the Red Bull car. And I think Ricardo won like three races that year in 2014. Vettel didn't win whatsoever after dominating as much as he did the last four years. I think ever since then, dude, it's just, I think it's all mental. I think it's gotten to his head that somebody else has been beating me. And this is awful. He didn't know how to react to it and didn't know how to respond to it. And it's just been like this the whole time. Now we're down at this point where he's at a new team. He's out of the misery of Ferrari, and I, that's what I believe Ferrari is, is kind of about. Is Maybe it? Ferrari's cursed. Carlos signs. No, they, they uh, sh- if, if you watch practice today, maybe not so. Yeah, I got to admit, I, I didn't see it. But, yeah, um, yeah so that's back to the beginning of the race to keep it in order. What was cool, too, and I've become a huge Sergio fan. I'm a Danny oh, Ricardo yeah. fan because, you know, he's been in there Most for, what, are. 10 plus years now or whatever. But, um, Sergio, man, that was cool. The whole Control-Alt-Delete thing uh, where he's rebooting yes. his... wasn't that incredible? And he did it just in the nick of time. He almost... They almost started the race without him, and he would have well, been Well, if you, if you watch the video, the marshals are, like, pushing his car back to, like, put it behind the wall. And then at one point when he finally gets it going, he's like, no, 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 get out of the way, and he goes. Yeah, that was a bit confusing to me. I get it why he had to start in pit road, but he didn't take that extra formation lap, which I was surprised by because it's all about – remember how – well, you don't remember. But formation lap, um, when you have to do them twice, they count that towards the right. race. You are correct. So why did he get one lap Damn. less? Yeah, you're so right, dude. That's yeah. actually something I haven't thought – well, I thought about it for a quick I, I just, second. I don't know but if it makes a big I did forget that they did count that lap, and technically he did not do that lap. Wow, that's do, something. Do, 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 yeah, that's, it's something. That's weird another to conspiracy think about. right up there with uh, last year with uh, Hamilton. That's kind of crazy to think about. I don't know what's going on with that, but well, nobody else is talking about it. So no, no one. Yeah, well, because Sergio didn't, didn't win the race, but he did a damn good job coming from the back. I think he finished. He, he came from the seventh, pit lane. Maybe? No, to fifth. Oh, it was fifth. Fifth. So he yeah. was ahead of Ricardo. Yes. Yeah, he actually. Because yep. yeah. Let me. Uh, Sure. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, I think that's about <laughs> right, but um, I'm pretty sure it was fifth. I, I'll, I won't. I'll check later. But um, here's the, here's the depressing thing, though. Uh oh. You know the big problem with Red Bull over the last few years is that anybody who's raced against Max Verstappen has been, you know, dog shit. Has just been garbage. 
Yeah. Including including that, yeah. Alex Albon, right? Yeah. Who got fired last year. Alex Albon has also come from the back of the pack and finished in fifth the Alpha Tori. Yeah. No, no, no. In the Red Bull next oh. to Verstappen. Okay. So it's kind of interesting to read that statistic and see because when Sergio first did it, and I, you know, we watched the race. I'll, you know, we've both watched the race. When I saw it happen, I was like, all right, it's a great thing that he's in the car. Finally, we're going to have like two competent F1 drivers in the Red Bull car. And then somebody puts out a video of Alex Albon doing the exact same thing in a race. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's I don't know. And I mean, the sport, though, in general is you is kind of up and down. I mean, you hear every driver yeah. talk about it, yep. highs and lows. But and then there's a few that stay at the top. Like, I mean, Lewis, obviously. Right. Uh, Max, though, has been on the top for several years. Yes. Um, yep. I mean, you could argue the middle pack, like some of these guys have been in the middle for a while, like Daniel Ricciardo and stuff. But, but yeah, other than that, you're right. Everyone kind of has their day. Pierre Gasly had moments last year. Yeah, he won a race. Right, he won, um, won a race, Monza. Uh, uh, yeah, I almost said Imola, but Monza. Right. Still Italy. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? It's like, so it's, it is... I don't know. That's kind of the exciting thing. But then it all goes back to it was Daniel Ricardo's comment about if I was in the Mercedes, I'd be up there too. And yeah. you know what? Being from like the rental league of carts, I get it. Yes. It's so true. Yeah. Like you got it's the so true. You know what you I mean? You got the rockets and you got the dogs. Unless you're amongst the few people, one of them sitting across me, that somehow can win with like the slowest piece of crap. I will never understand. I probably have one with the slowest piece of crap, but I've I've had know. some bad ones. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I don't want to get too off topic, but yeah, it's like uh it's a, it's a similar analogy though. You know, it's it's just if you were in that best fastest car. Yep. I'm sure Daniel Ricciardo will be up there with Max. Well, I, really I mean, do. we talked about it last time where um George Russell in the Mercedes was well, basically set yeah. to win a race. Of course. And then events happened, whether they happened on purpose or not. Yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theorist, apparently. So uh, we'll just <laughs> you're not the that. only one. Yeah, that we'll one. just leave it at that. But um, I was so, gonna say, nope. Oh. So going back to uh, people who had good debuts for the year, Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, yeah, good, but unmemorable. Somewhat but that's probably good, though, right? To have an unmemorable first race, it means he didn't fuck up. No, right, and, and yeah, it's somewhat unmemorable because I mean there was so much going on at the front of the pack anyway. Which is kind of rare. Well, he moved up, I think, two positions, I believe. Went ninth. to no, s- Maybe no, he went no, ninth no. to seventh. No, 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 no. He was way back there. I want to say he started like 18th and 19th, something like that. Oh, okay, so, but he only still moved up a few positions, right? Or did he go up to like... He scored points. He, sco- he finished ninth. Oh, that's right. Okay, he did. So he's, he's one of the very few F1 drivers ever who has scored points on their rookie debut. So he did amazingly well. Yeah. Someone explained to me why in God's green earth, unless I've read this wrong... Why didn't he win driver of the day? It was Vettel won driver of the day. Did you see that? It was not Vettel. I I promise you it was not Vettel. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. We're gonna pull it up. Too uh, bad we don't have we don't have a guy in the budget yet to be doing this stuff for us while we're here. I know. Yeah, but we, um, we a, yeah, it's on our, Formula we need One. Our own young Jamie. <laughs> yeah. We do. Hang on. So Bahrain twenty twenty one. Well he's talking about that. I will say my driver of the day was Yuki or Sergio Perez. That was, those yeah, would be my Those are the easy ones. Yeah. I um, mean. No, it was Sergio, dude. So it was Sergio. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know where you get Vettel. Vettel was the maybe I'm just saying day. stupid shit to create content. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vettel was definitely definitely not one of the drivers of the day. He was he was one of the worst ones, dude. Um, well, and he, I absolutely the worst. I absolutely understand the Sergio. Uh, yeah, because of the starting from the back. I get it. Yeah. But I still think Yuki, uh, with his debut, that should have been it. I was sensational. Quite, it was. He made, now, I don't know. Okay, let's just so, so let's just talk about him because I, I got to admit, I don't know anything about him. Is he from F3? What is he? F2. F2. F2, okay. yep. There's. So wait, so Mick Schumacher was F2 as well? Mick Schumacher was the F2 champion last okay. year. I think... I think Mazepin finished second and Yuki was third. So I think we have the top three from F2 in F1 now. Okay. So he was up there and he definitely proved his worth on, you know, yeah. that Sunday. And he made one very, very good overtake on Fernando Alonso of all people. So you yeah. have like the youngest kid racing against one of the older guys who has two championships. It was into turn one. And he, he's, like, back here. He's, like, a full, I don't know, two or three DRS, car. though? Sure, but it's, I mean, yeah, but it's, I in, saw that, it's right. in the braking zone. So right. under brakes, he just goes, like, nah, this is my corner, and just takes it. And, and Fernando was pretty clean about it. He didn't even fight it. I think he no, knew. What are you, what are you he probably do? saw him coming, yeah. What he, are you going to do? He knew. He sees the, the flap open. He knows he's got the yep. the go on him. You know what was good to see? As, as much as I don't care for the team, it was good to see Ferrari not be absolute shit. They, no, yeah, you're right. They did great. They had some great battles with like you know that that like sixth, seventh place area there. They're still not coming in third. They're year. not. But they here's the thing, dude. They were coming in third last year with a garbage car. Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel both had podiums last year. Yeah, but with they the ended up, version. I believe, in the manufacturer's points. They ended up sixth. Is that was it that bad? Yeah, because yeah, it was that so wait, bad. let's just so it was Mercedes, <laughs> Red Bull, McLaren. Yes, I think McLaren just And then after edged. McLaren was racing point, I think. Yep. And then after that was... Um, Renault. Wait, Renault then Ferrari? Is that how it went? Yes. Holy shit. Ferrari was dog shit last year. Oh, all, all the bottom teams besides yeah. Williams were Ferrari cars. You know, Ferrari engines, I should say. Yeah. Well, so, I I don't think... Th you. So you think there's going to be a difference this year? Hell yeah. I mean, they both finished... Not only were they like finishing within the top 10... They were running there the whole time. So it wasn't like garbage was happening, and that's why they ended up well, in the points. I, I want to see him do well. I mean, Ferrari, yeah. I think the sport needs it. Ferrari and Formula One are synonymous. You know what? I, I shit all over Ferrari all the time because they're always like, you know, if there wasn't Ferrari, there wouldn't be Formula One. Blah, 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 blah. And then they go out. I have out. a Ferrari floor mat over there, and I don't even care about Ferraris. <laughs> it's just Ferrari. It's like the sound well, is Formula the One. The thing that drives me crazy, the thing that drives me absolutely batshit crazy about Ferrari is they're just like, Oh, we are holier than thou attitude about themselves. They think they're the shit. They just think that they're the best thing that's ever happened to racing and cars and everything like that. And they're it drives cocky, me yeah. nuts. They're super cocky. So when they break down, when the drivers crash, when anything like that happens, I am like laughing hysterically on the inside. And it, it just brings me so much joy. I don't they know. They need why. to get rid of what's his name? Is it Mattia, whoever the manager is? Oh, Mattia. Mattia. Um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I forget his last name. But he's no he seems like He's just not involved. He's too quiet. He's a kind of a weird character, at least on camera. He's he looks like where's Waldo? <laughs> he does, yeah. But uh, you know, I don't know. I just they need something to be shaken up. I, I well, I think the shakeup is starting to happen. That's, well, that's kind of what I'm alluding to. Is like, Carlos and and Charles there? 
I don't know. I still think you've got other duos that are going to be far better. Hey, man, look out. Daniel Ricardo, Lando Norris, I think they're going to be, they're going to do some damages here. Hell, yeah, they should. I really they do. absolutely should now that they have We're kind of going to the next topic, which was going to be in the future, but I still wanted to say a few things regarding Bahrain, yeah. which is... All right, well, we have to talk about the turn four pass that Verstappen made. at the made. end, yeah. Yes. Well, of course, but that's that's the whole scandal right i mean it's, it's very much a scandal see i don't i don't think it is because it's all about okay it's the de- how do you define not just track limits but abusing track limits so what they were doing was throughout the race my understanding is they were keeping track of the time gained and they were finding that lewis i think he 56 times went up and uh, back on no, no no it was more like uh it was 20 sometimes i believe okay maybe it's 26 yeah. I've been drinking. So <laughs> so the thing is, though, let's say it's 26 times, but he's not gaining time, so he's not gaining an advantage, so they didn't say anything, okay? Yes, he is. They, But that's why I'm just repeating what the stewards all right, all right, all right. said. So I'm, you right. know, I'm just regurgitating. So with that said, come the end of the race, four laps to go, Max makes a pass out there by right. going off and then on. Right. That's an advantage gained. Correct. So I'm sorry. I, I agree with everything. I agree with the way the outcome was. You can't do it. Well, that's gaining right. an so advantage. If, you can't if go off the track. If we're talking about that one incident yeah. where Max passes on the outside, he also lost it a little bit too. I don't know if you saw. He had to like correct it. Oh, that's, it was a great pass. It was a great pass. He got loose, had to correct it, and that's one of the reasons he went so far outside sure. was the correction. But if we're talking about just that one incident, right? It's it's in every it's it's very much just and agreeable that that was illegal it couldn't have happened and max had to give the position back yes but when you look at the video that showed hamilton going off track kind of in the same line like 20 some odd times which regardless of what you read about what the fia said is definitely gaining an advantage because why would you be doing it right you're widening the radius of the corner therefore making it faster faster exit speed right so why can he do that 20 sometimes, but Max Verstappen does it once with a car inside of him, which I think would add a degree of difficulty to it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, he's fine. What should have happened yeah. was, and they did try to constrict it during the race. They did tell Lewis, they were like, hey, stop it. Knock it off. You know, just kind of like, hey, stop. Yep. Yeah. Stop doing that. And Lewis kind of responded like, ooh, okay. But then after that radio message, you know, when I watched the video about him going off track, it was still happening laps after. Oh, yeah. You know, that radio match. He had a line. There was, like, rubbered in outside. Yeah. There. I mean, it was. Uh... Well, all right. So here's another funny thing about the whole situation. During, like, practice one, they told him, like, oh, yeah, we're, we don't care. You can use the rest of the track. It doesn't matter. And then in practice two or practice three is mm-hmm. when they started saying, like, oh, no, stop doing that. Right. So it made it. It did make it confusing for the drivers. Well. But they were told in either practice two or three to like stop that, and yet Lewis keeps. Doing I it. this is my problem, my inherent problem with parking lot tracks. Yes, is that Correct. they're stupid. They are because just hop the curb. It's stupid. Put something there. Put a palm tree. I don't care. Put a sandbox. Well, I mean, there should be legitimate. I mean, beyond what you're talking about here, there should be legitimate penalties, punishments. To pay. Yeah, but not anything. Yeah, I don't want. I don't like. So here's the thing: what they would maybe do there is a giant sausage curb. I don't like that because I think they're dangerous. They are. Well, I, do I, you remember at Monza? Did you yeah. see the F3 car? Oh, yeah. 
that went like yep. just like straight yeah. up in the air and yep. over the wall. Sausage curbs are bad. Yeah. I absolutely. and wall here's the funny thing though, walls are dangerous, but you stay away people stay away from them. Sausage right. curbs they don't. Right. So walls a wall is actually safer because they're intimidating. Yeah. You stay off of them. Yep. I'm Especially not with safer barrier technology. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like Grosjean in that track. If that had been a safe barrier, not a jersey barrier, he wouldn't have been pegged under there and on fire. Right. That was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know if anyone paid attention to that area. Looks like they've since changed it. Probably so. I think they yeah. would have to. It's kind of like, oh, God, we screwed up here. We should build that differently. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is it is scary because it's the kind of stuff, you know, you, you almost don't even think about even when you're carting. You know, you think about tracks, uh, track limits, like what what is out there like that could possibly kill you, uh, you know, different type of fencing First and stuff. First thing that comes to mind for me, dude, is when you're doing the um, the clockwise version of X1. And when you came around the fountain corner and then the pit lane is right there, they always put the wall right there. Yes. Like, like the pit lane entrance wall was always Didn't, right there. Didn't uh, Christian uh, nail? Uh, yeah, I think he somebody, did. He nailed it in a, uh, a summer sizzler league with me, I think. Yep. And um, But that's a, yeah, but you're hitting something that is, is it, it moves. So it doesn't really hurt you. True. Uh, True. But it is scary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, that that's, but I'm I'm just thinking. They they should do something in the future because though otherwise it's going to get abused and it's never going to really go away. Well, it, you know what? Not, not to cut you off, but it kind of sure. reminds me of Laguna Seca. That's the and they've now deemed that you can't do it. So when you go down the corkscrew, yep, they've smoothed it out to the point where you can just completely cut right through the turn. Uh, Sam actually sent me a video. It was from a few years back. I think it was GT three class, and somebody did that for the win. You can't do that anymore. It's off. It's well, tra- you know track. One limits. of the most famous um, cart overtakes. Y- have you seen whereabouts? That? I think you 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 uh, you brought it up in like a, a text message one time. In in the corkscrew, it was a cart race, not not go karts like the you know indie car. Oh, okay. Cart stuff. That's the one I was talking about. That's it. Yes. Then? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah maybe. That That's probably what it was. is not yep. allowed anymore. But here's the thing about like that pass in particular. I loved it though. It was amazing. Right. The thing that I find about it that makes it totally legal fine, I have no shits to to give about that pass as far as like whether it's illegal or not, is because he legitimately, you know, had the chance to damage his car by doing that. Because of that is a, you're right, but that turn being downhill and the low uh, ground clearance, you yep. absolutely risk damaging. Right, but at Bahrain, and there wasn't any like. There wasn't any like asphalt or curbs really to to give way for that to happen. He totally risked ruining his car by doing that pass and got away with it. And I have no problems with that because there was legitimate um, punishment, physical punishment for going off track. Right. And that's what needs to really happen at these parking lot tracks that you talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, the reason they do the parking lot track and the reason that they do all this runoff area is because cars, when they get out of control and go off track... You don't crash and ruin a race car or die. Right, because they'll still stop faster on asphalt. It's better than it's better than sand traps because sand traps cause cars to flip, right? Think about it. If you go off track, Yes, right, right. right. Gravel is probably the safest. Well, but gravel, drivers hate that because then you're... The f- idea with gravel is that the car digs in and that's what's supposed to stop the car from right. sliding into the wall. The problem is sometimes the car digs in and goes... Like this. Yeah, I mean. And flips. I mean, think of Fernando Alonso in Melbourne 2016. 
Yeah, but flipping is really not the most deadly accident in Formula One. It's it's the stopping. You know what I mean? When you flip and you spin, that doesn't really kill. It looks dramatic. <laughs> it does. It looks terrible, but that's not going to kill you. Well, if you land, um, nah, they head, got a halo. First. They're good with the halo. Now, yeah, they're fine. Although, did you, see, the, uh, did you see Lance? This was last year when he flipped over. Remember at Bahrain? Yes. He, yeah, it yeah. was actually the same race, uh, I believe, with Grosjean accident, I think. But he mm. ran out of there like it was on fire, like a little girl. That's all I remember. <laughs> that guy is such a sissy. Oh, my God. It was like a 25-mile Charlie, Charlie, if you flipped over in a car, what would you do? Uh, I don't I know. think I would also be terrified. Although I, um, I can't say I've never my one. my buddy David. <laughs> have to, yeah, yeah. My buddy David. going to say he's done a rally event where he flipped a car. Right. He it was kind of a gentle one where he flipped, stayed upside down, and just kind of stopped in a ditch. And he, the way he described it was, he flipped, and was still in racer mode. Was still like upside down, like just like trying to keep getting the gas, like going like that. They eventually stopped, and he was just like. Oh, okay. Maybe he thought if he turns the wheel enough, it would be like Forza, and the car will just like rotate uh, on its wheels. You I know? highly doubt. I that think that happens good. in dirt too. You know, you go on there and you can just. I don't think that was going through his brain. But the way he described it was like basically he was still engaged until the crash yeah. was over. Yeah, your adrenaline's so, pumping. I don't. Right, right, right. So I maybe I can see what you're saying about Colin Lance Stroll's sissy, but I mean also he's jumping out of the car after he realizes the crash is over. You know what I mean, think about um, Nico Hulkenberg in 2019. He flipped his car at Abu Dhabi the last race of the year. Remember that? And he was like, uh, I do not. really? He was um, he was like over the radio, like uh, he got stuck upside down on the wall, just like stayed there. And he's like, help me. I'm hanging like a cow under here. That's literally what he said. Like a cow. Yeah. Because yeah. they hang a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I. I don't know if you can call anybody a sissy for being worried about a car stopping upside down. It's a bit extreme to say that, but no, nah, I know. But anywho, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm a big Lewis fan. I don't root for him, but I'm a fan. I think he is the best. I think he proved it again. Um, well, I don't. You th- yeah, you got to think about like, sure, it seemed like Max was the faster driver with the faster car, and if there weren't any off track rules, he would have won that but, race. But Lewis, Wait, what, what 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 about strategy? Remember, beginning of the race. Yeah, strategy Max, was all screwed up. Max waited. So Lewis undercut him, pit way before Max did, and also Max was on mediums in the beginning, if I believe, and Lewis was on hards. I doubt. No, Lewis probably wasn't on hards in the beginning because remember the Q two tire, the the tire right, they qualified. They gotta... Right, so it's either going to be soft or mediums. Yeah, maybe it's because he's no, no. That you're right. He started on mediums, but he pit much sooner. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, that could have been the difference. Max yeah. just need Max needed. You know what he needed? A couple more laps. That's it. That's what everybody says, but you don't get that in racing. No, you get what's but allotted. that's that's life. Unless you're in NASCAR. In NASCAR, if there's a crash, you always get a few more laps. <laughs> well, and then also there's one last topic here with Max. He might have screwed up. I don't know what you could do better. So this, and this actually is a question for you and anyone. When he had to give that position back, yeah. he didn't have to give it back where he did. There was a lot sure. of talk about it was not strategic. Yeah, he could have given it back at the last corner, and then he would have DRS right. to get him in turn one again. Although I'll completely say I would have made the same bonehead move, or, um, bonehead move if mm-hmm. I was out there. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's weird when you're out there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. 
Maybe if he did that, maybe he would, like you said, he would have been near DRS quicker. Yeah, you, you know, he would have to remember there was only two laps to go at this point. Right, and he's just thinking, all right, give it back, give it back, and it was pretty quick. It happened yeah. pretty quick, but obviously with the momentum and everything going Lewis's way. But anyway, that race is over with. I think, uh, I do think, I think Max is, has a shot at this year. Lewis yeah. is starting to get a little unengaged. You know, you hear him. He's like, yeah. he's like, I'm taking less money this year because I'm just so good and I've kind of done it all and I don't have anything to race for and I'm just going to talk about uh, the uh, environment and Black Lives Matter and everything <laughs> else. He's got all these other things on his head. Sure, that, uh, sure, but I think he's still hungry. You dude. think he is? Yes, because... He, did he come he, out and basically say he wasn't? When? Just recently. No. I. I don't. I. I only read the headlines to articles, so that's probably the problem. Right, so Lewis yeah, probably said you're nothing. You're not qualified then to talk about <laughs> any of this shit, dude. He can become the first F1 driver to win eight championships this year. Okay. Why would you not strive for that? That's true. You know. Yeah, that would have been like tied, Tom Brady bailing out seven. before he won the seventh. Yeah. He's tied for seven with Michael Schumacher. Why not go for being the one guy who's won eight and nobody else has ever done it? That's definitely got to be a motive. True. I. I just think he's so far, I don't know, so far above or he has been that maybe it could be a shock to him. I'd like to see Mercedes get down early. That'd be nice to see. Get down early. Yeah, meaning be behind early. I got you. Like the first, you know, five Well, I think you and like the whole wide world is waiting for Mercedes to suck. (laughs) No, I don't want him to suck. See, that's not at all. No, I just want to see, I want to see Lewis sweat for it because I love the races when he sweats for it. Um... Was it last year at uh, Silverstone? Is that when he had that real close race? What was the other yeah, super? Th- last year. So they did two Silverstone races last right, year. One of them. One of them was the one where he blew his tire. That's right. Like halfway yes, through the lap. He finished. See what I mean? Those are the ones where you really, I keep, I don't want to keep making analogies to Tom Brady, but when you realize, when you question someone as being the GOAT, right. then you see him come back 28-3, whatever. You see Lewis come back like that, winning on three tires. That's when you realize they are the best. Because they they, they yeah. constantly produce at yeah. the highest level when odds are against them. Yeah. So I I'm really excited for Imola. Not gonna I'm lie. I'm excited too. So I mean that leads into what do we believe is going to happen at Imola? Well, so Nikita already crashed, right? <laughs> In practice, yeah. Yeah, and he's blaming the car. <laughs> so we can I think it's it's fair to say he's going to crash again. Yep. Um, not that Haas was ever in the running anyway, but it's fun no. to talk about. Again, going back to poor Haas, you realize that they're not going to develop the car at all this year. The car the way it is right now is the way it's going to be for the season because they don't have the money. But I thought that's why they got rid of their, all their old drivers for money. Yeah, and so they got money now, but I think what they're doing, I think they're kind of playing their hands into 2022 with the brand new car coming next year, the whole new you know aero update. That's probably where their budget is going towards. towards. And also they're supposed to restrict um, the budgets in general, aren't they? That's already started. Really? So so this year? I don't know. 2021, you're saying? Correct. Yeah, budget budget restrictions is already happening this year. Okay. I didn't even realize. I don't know what that means about spending money towards next year's car. I don't know if the budget limit. There's so many ways to beat this, though. So if if the budget limit starts at the year that it's made for, let's say the budget limit for 2022 starts at January 1st, 2022. I see what you're saying. Spend money now. Yeah. It doesn't that mean that you could spend all sorts of money right now if you want to just give up a year to put it towards the next year's car? (sighs) Yeah. And I think that's what probably Haas is doing. If you remember, when Haas announced that they were coming into the sport, 
They didn't come into the sport the first year that they could. They waited a whole year and then came in in 2016, I believe. And that's when they debuted, finished sixth in their debut, finished fifth in the next race because they spent all that time, a whole year and change, developing a car for that year. So I think they're kind of using that same mindset with 2022, at least from what I understand. It makes sense. I think you could say that about a lot of teams. Isn't that what uh, Williams said, too, that they were trying to just stay in it until they kind of lowered the playing field? I mean, that's what everyone's trying to hope for. Yeah. They feel like it's unfair. I mean, last year, we were talking about Netflix earlier, but they were crunching down on Racing Point, remember, for copycat Mercedes, you know? Yeah. Uh, They they brought that up in the Netflix series, too. They did. Yeah, that was good. We kind of missed that, but uh, that was a fun little little thing. But, no, I think um, I'm going with Max. Max really? taking the win. You yeah. think Max is going to take Well, it? here's the thing. Last year— I mean, what, it's not a bad prediction. No, Lewis won, but Max took himself out, spun out early on, I believe. I don't know exactly when it happened, but he took himself out. I think he's going to redeem himself. I think he's going to come back. He's going to win. Lewis coming in second. Yep. Third, I'm going to go with— gonna be spicy with it you're gonna be predictable no i'm going <laughs> i'm going my boy lando you think lando no but i want <laughs> yeah you, you want to see yeah everybody see wants him. to see yeah. lando um yeah uh i really hate to burst your bubble charles but I've, I've been watching you know f1 yeah the fp1 and fp2 yeah how's it looking both Mercedes drivers are on top for both sessions. Okay. It's been a Botas. Botas has been the top guy. Botas, Hamilton, both times. That doesn't mean anything because a million times last year, Botas would win all practices qualifying and then Hamilton would win the race. He would just always shoot him down. But yeah, the only thing I can say that is that Verstappen was close in FP1. He was third place by a very small margin, right? FP2, his car broke down, so he didn't really get the, the chance to put down a time. So, I mean, we've only had one practice session to judge Max. So maybe there is more in the Red Bull than we know, but we won't know until tomorrow, until free practice three and then, then qualifying. You know what I mean? Perfect, yeah. Um. Yeah, I hate to say it, dude, but I think it's going to be a Mercedes day again. Everybody, Nobody, yeah, Imola, nobody Imola likes Imola's, that result. MLS tough, too. <laughs> I mean, you got one DRS zone. Tough passing. Is tight. There, is there only one? Yep. Just the front stretch. That's it. It's a long one. Unless it's they changed long... it from last year. It is a long one, but I really, it's yeah. I really but Mons is the longest, I think, right? For as far as DRS zones, I'm not sure which has the longest actual DRS zone, but um, yeah, yeah, Imola only has the one. I can't even see where they would put a second one if they could. There's really no other straights. You got a bunch of short ones. Maybe. You know, after the left oh, hand hairpin, yeah, after the right chicane or the right left, there's the right left and the left straight. hand hairpin, yep. And then there's the kind of like that uphill kind of yeah. over a crest to the right there. Maybe that could be a DRS, but that's not really the corner that follows that. It's you know that high speed kind of the high you know downforce dependent corner is not really a passing corner because it's it's so fast and so kind of one lined. Yeah. If you tried to go side by side through there, I could well, see. Well, that's what one. I mean. Imola is kind of one of those tracks. It's beautiful. It's fun. Um, yeah. Not a lot of great passing. But yeah, it's questionable how good the race is actually going to be. But uh, yeah, if all right, let's you know you put your three drivers down. I'm going to say Botas is going to have a good day and win. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, my predictions though are not based on practice. So I, right, right. You you sense. don't have as much uh, info as I do, but um, I'm gonna say Botas has a good day. I think he wins, and then how about Max splits him? I would love to believe that, but uh, I'll say Max splits him. But Max doesn't split them on speed. Max splits them on strategy. I think that's what's gonna happen. So it's gonna be Botas, Verstappen, Hamilton. Is it a two pit stop? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is uh, I can't remember. I don't remember last I could year. See, if they I did. could see this track as being a tire, you know, a tire, um, a high tire wear track, you know, something that beats up the tires because you do have a few high speed corners, and especially you have like that downhill right, which is a high speed corner into an immediate braking zone yeah. and then uphill into some curbs and shit like that. I could see it being a, a track that beats up tires, but um, whether or not it's going to be a two-stop, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It depends on, uh, like we were talking earlier, how Pirelli builds the tire. I think they're using the same compounds that they used in Bahrain, which I want to say is the C2 through the C4. There's five compounds altogether. They don't... Okay, I thought there was three, but... All right. Well, all right. So <laughs> remember when there were like seven? You had like ultra soft hyper soft super soft soft and then yeah 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 yeah. so there still is that but they don't call them that what they did to simplify the weekend was they the softest tire is they just call it soft the middle tire is medium and then the harder tire is the hard but there's still five dry compounds all right c5 being the softest c1 being the hardest so for a weekend at a race you know at whatever track They'll decide, like, okay, for this weekend, we're going to use C4, C3, C2. But for this weekend over here at whatever track, we're going to use C3, C2, C1, and so on and so forth. Sometimes they'll split it. They'll be like, all right, so we're going to use C5, C4, and C2. So sometimes they, they do crazy shit like that. Um, so, yeah, they're using the same compounds they used at Bahrain. And in Bahrain, I mean, those tires did not last very long. No, but that's the sand, I think. It's destroying them there. The sa- it's probably the, the high temperatures, I would think. It's Bahrain. Yeah, it's the high temps in the, the sand. It, it's like a... You I think sand would degrade tires? I think so. But what the hell do I know? Maybe. I, I would I would have thought that sand <laughs> really would don't cause... Have anything I'm on. Well, if you're slipping around because of sand, yeah, that makes sense. If you're sliding... No, no, sand's abrasive, though. That's what I'm it, saying. Well, on yeah, I understand where you're coming from from that, but think about it being abrasive, but it's not grippy. It's something that would actually cause the cars to get right. upset. Well, I, wait, it's like uh, the dirt track racing. Similar yes. concept. That's burning up the tires. It's creating yes. added heat, the friction. The Well, I don't know if friction's the right word, but it's just creating more heat on the tires. But Maybe. I don't know. I'm, no, I don't I'm know. no. I'm no pro when it yeah, comes I mean, to that. <laughs> the race probably won't have the the best racing in it, but it should be uh, exciting nonetheless. It had some decent racing last year, but I mean, there was, I think there was a safety car too that caused that to happen. So better yet, what time is uh, qualify tomorrow? Gonna have to I have in. no idea. I'm gonna have to check the F1 right. site and actually. Well, they're about what six hours ahead of us, I think. Italy. Maybe I know more? the probably I know more. the UK is six hours, so they're probably more than yeah. Italy might be seven or eight, and they're adjusting their time because of uh, Prince Philip died recently. That's right, and they're adjusting the time because of when they're broadcasting the funeral for that. So I want to say qualifying is later tomorrow. It might be like eleven or ten. Did you end up buying the F one TV app? 
No, I didn't because I ended up uh, figuring out how to use my uh, cable a little better. Okay. All right. Uh, whatever works. Yeah. Whatever, um, whatever does it for you. Paying about 500 bucks a month. No, like a Jesus lot. Jesus Christ. I know, right? Um, yeah. So I, is there going to be fans too? or? I don't know. Italy. I don't know. I mean, they were the ones that had yeah, the, Italy the worst had lockdowns early, but maybe it's better now. I don't know. I, uh, I've stopped keeping track. I still don't have a go kart state, so I'm just, I don't know uh, how well Italy's doing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm just hopeful. Uh, well, at this point, we're going to Austin, so uh, yes, yeah, we gotta have, get on that. Uh, we the have decided crew. we gotta our... get the tickets. Gotta get the plane tickets. Buy them now. With yeah, the Hooligan crew has decided to uh, give up on the whole Canada idea and just go. Yeah, for I think that's a good idea. I was just listening to the yeah. news the other day, and they're uh, it's pretty bad there. Like they're there in Canada. So in Canada, well, at really? least the way they're handling it. I don't know if the if okay. the spread's bad, but they are like quarantining people, like mandatory at the airport. So if you're traveling there, they test you right at the spot, and if you have COVID, they're like throwing you in like you know quarantine right there, like forcing mm. you to. So I think that's out. And also June is like coming yeah. around the corner here. I know June's like tomorrow, basically. This, yeah, I think yeah. it's the right move. But um, October is quite a quite. We got to settle on a on a seat. I'm fine with. Uh, yeah, you know what sucked is you know we were looking up the um, the prices for the seats and like the prices that we've done for the seats at Montreal for three days are usually like three hundred dollars to three fifty, and it looks like the seats out in Austin for like the cheap four hundred bucks, right? Like like the the you know one of the better seats in Montreal is 300 to 350 for like, you know, turn one, turn two. It looks like in Austin, I don't know if it's because this year they kind of have to make up for the fact that they didn't have a race last year and they got to bump up the prices. But like the cheaper section is four to $500 for three days. It's the only Sucks. Formula One race in the U.S.? It just it's, It is the only Formula One race in the U.S., true. But like I do think it is because they didn't have a race last year and they need to bump prices to kind of make up for it. But I don't know. I've never looked into actually going to the race and paying for tickets. Possibly, so. but it'll be interesting to see how this progresses through the year because Formula One, like all these other sports, I mean, they they got to be losing a ton of money. Although you're buying merch. You're still buying merch, I'm right? I'm still buying merch. F1 still had 18 races last year. But no fans. Races. Think about how they, much they money. They still had fans at some races, dude. Wait, but we haven't. How do these uh, cities afford to host it? So, like, we always talked about Montreal when they host a Formula One race. Yeah. How much is the bid, like, in other words, to pay to have a race in your city? It's quite a bit of money. Well, I Millions. think each track each each track pays, like, 20 to $25 million to have an F1 So think race. about how much money you need to take in as a city in order right. to, to justify that. That's crazy. Right, right, right. So what I'm getting at is who's paying the bill? Who's footing the bill to have I guess it depends races? on where – like, so for Montreal or for any, like um, – excuse me – for any um, city tracks – you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it is the city that pays for it. You know, any street tracks, I should say. When it comes to venues like Coda, it's probably the track owner that has to deal with that bill. Okay. I don't I don't think the taxes of the people pay for the F1 race in True. Austin. But the taxes of the people might pay for the race in Montreal because it helps it's not, the whole it's city a public, with your income. Yeah, it's, it's, it's public roads when it's not a racetrack. So I think it's the town that pays for that. So, yeah, I can see what you're saying. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that Ooh. we didn't have an F1 race in Canada last year. What are the tracks? We, we didn't have a race in Baku. We didn't have a race in Montreal. I'm sorry, uh, Monaco. Monaco didn't have a race last year. That's right. Yeah. Because of that reason. Probably because of that reason. Yeah, it's it's not a venue which is owned by a rich guy, which is probably what most racetracks yeah. are. It's just a street that's owned by the public. So. That's what's so cool about the 
Formula One circuits, though, that there's such a variety. Yeah. Um, IndyCar has the better variety, truthfully. They do a lot more street circuits and ovals and road courses. Oh, that's another uh, another topic. Did you, did you see, uh, real quick, did you see uh, Rick Brown, who commented on a lot of our YouTube uh, yeah, first episode? I did. There was a little. Hey, you ever met Rick? Course. Do you know who Rick is? I think I've met him probably uh, roundabout. Not he's not a he's really a personal. giant IndyCar fan, and he he did not like a lot of the comments you yeah. had. <laughs> oh really? I don't I don't follow IndyCar. At you all. said something about IndyCar drivers not having very good personalities as opposed to F1 drivers, and he was like, "What are you talking about? No, yeah, no. you they... want to have your life changed? Come to the Indy 500." I was just like dying laughing reading those uh, comments. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, I mean that is a famous race. I. Never been. It's one of those things you got to go to it, I guess, to appreciate it. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, I appreciate it enough. I've watched it on TV enough times, but I just thought I can't it was, stand it the was way funny. their car looks. I'm sorry. Just put a freaking roof on it. You should. The, they the have a wind, halo with glass all around it. The aero screen is a little horrible. Awkward. It's a little awkward. I don't think it's horrible. From no. some angles, it looks they, cool. You know what it looks like? It looks identical to a Formula E car. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah I don't know. No. The aero, I don't like it. No, it doesn't. No, I don't know. Formula One car to put my, my main. Um, if we're talking about pure aesthetics with Indy cars, my main complaint is the front wing in the road course configuration. Why is it so up in the air? It's, it's so up. High. It looks like a snowplow. Yeah. Is what it looks like. What is that's, it doing up that's there? That's my only problem. I don't know. It's probably effective. It probably does well, obviously, well for downforce. Obviously, but it's ugly. I don't like them. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will never talk about IndyCar in this ever. No, we have to because Rick won't watch anymore. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're going to drop down to 47. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to have 47 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Flip it over. All right. Well, anyway, with that yeah. said. Yeah. What do you think, think, Charles? Do you uh, think that's expended everything we've had to talk about here? I think so. Uh, right. Let's see what happens tomorrow during qualifying, and then let's yeah. see what happens on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. Hopefully. Uh, we shall. Hopefully we can make even more tweaks to this uh, next week or two weeks, whenever we yeah. make another one. Maybe we can finally figure out why your computer. Yeah, I think we're going to eliminate going that. It's a bit screens. annoying. For I, those who are curious, we have gone to the power options and made it so that it never shuts off the screen and it never shuts off the power. Nobody's curious. However, some people are, and however, it still goes into the screensaver. Please, for the love of God, if somebody can tell us why it still goes into the screensaver, even though we've set those two options for never do that, let me know. Let me know or let Charles know if you know us personally. Please. I'm sure there's a screensaver option that we've missed. It's got to be that because I would love to keep Newport Propane's name up there permanently without Well, we're going to have a different setup next week. We keep brainstorming, coming up with ideas. I'm just hopeful that this sounds all right. Uh, for whatever reason, today we, we it were doesn't peaking. sound as uh, clear. Yeah, we, not we've, as we've been kind of like peaking, it seems. But uh, just excited. Hopefully, hopefully, I can. Fix I'm going that through puberty. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Alrighty. I'm Charlie Hosey. Yes, and I'm Alex Gomes. Thank you for watching. This is the, Formula Hooligan. The Formula Hooligan podcast. We will see you guys hopefully next week. That's right. All right. Have a good weekend, folks. Yes, sir.